0: Hello and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. Happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to. I'm coming to you today, not from my crappy old apartment, but my smaller and less crappy new apartment. So exciting news. Um, I've recorded a podcast, my other podcast, which is called Unrecommended, and we basically read books and talk about how bad they are. Um, I had to record that one in my closet, which thankfully is actually a really good acoustic studio because it's just like small and there's no echo and the carpet. I don't know. I'm not a sound engineer. I'm just making it up. But I had to do that because my new apartment is on the ground floor, like right next to the pool, which is cool because I feel like, oh, I'm at a hotel like all the time because it's a really nice pool. But it's actually the worst because people are super loud at the pool, like, all the time. Especially because now it's almost summer vacation, so, like, no one is in school. So, like, it's it's really party town at that pool. And people were pooling it up on um, Sunday when I was recording. So, luckily, I was like, you know what, gotta get in quick. So, here I am recording this early in the morning, and by early, I mean 10 a.m. So, I really prioritize this. But I realized <laughs> that... Um, First of all, it's almost my one-year anniversary of this podcast, which I'm shook because I still don't know what I'm doing, but um, also, it's been a long time since I talked about SEO, which is funny because I work in SEO. Like For those of you who don't know, my quote-unquote like freelancing job is mostly in SEO. Basically, I do content writing, but it's very SEO-focused, and I'll help with um, a lot of SEO efforts for usually small businesses or big businesses sometimes as well. So, I know my stuff when it comes to SEO. Um, I don't really focus on it as I do with my new blog. As some of you might know, I have two blogs now, both of which are severely neglected because I'm moving and I just can't handle it. So, Samantha when I first started it, I didn't really know anything about SEO. didn't even know what it meant. FYI, SEO means search engine optimization. And so, I basically just did whatever. And Sometimes I would get lucky with SEO, but most of the times I wouldn't. And in the past, maybe six months or so, I've started really dedicating a lot of time to SEO, but it's harder to go back and change things. And honestly, I'm just not very motivated. So it's something that I've just like committed to moving forward, but not something that I'm necessarily going to go back and edit every old blog post for like specific SEO things. I really just don't care enough for that. And um, Google isn't my main source of traffic. Also, for my Disney blog, though, I started with SEO in mind, and it has made all the difference. I have seen so much better um, search engine traction from that, and I've started creating posts just around SEO, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I'm sort of doing it to test it myself. When I say just around SEO, I mean I am choosing the topic based on SEO keywords, and I'm going all in just to see if I can rank. So it's more of like a fun experiment in that way. But in general, I'm really familiar with SEO link building and outreach and um, on-page and back-end SEO, so let's talk about some SEO myths because whenever I talk about SEO with other bloggers, I oftentimes hear a lot of things that are wrong um, and I don't really want to call them out on it because I'm not trying to be that girl, but um, at the same time, I think it's good to be a bit transparent. SEO is really confusing. It changes like every 20 minutes and it's really hard to know what is and isn't right and sometimes you sort of have to guess. So I would like to talk about some of the misconceptions around SEO to talk about like what's the truth, what's fake news, and we can just move forward from there. (laughs) First of all, um, if you have never heard of SEO at this point and you're a blogger or a freelancer or any kind of person trying to build a web presence online, don't panic. It's completely okay. Um, You can start very simply and just build as you learn or as you feel the need to and at the end of the day, like great content is more valuable than making sure that everything is super SEO optimized. You can tell when a website has been focused only on SEO because it's hard to read. What I like to say is you're writing for humans, not search engines. So at the end of the day, that's more important. And I wouldn't nitpick over these small things if at the end of the day, can I stop saying at the end of the day, they're not really going to be that important for your business. All right, so let's start the list. I'm actually stealing this list from my from the search engine journal, because I thought it was a really good bouncing off point. I really like to look at the <laughs> the list of myths, and then I'll just talk about them. So the first myth is that SEO is sort of like cheating, that it's like you're gaming the system. But that's not really true, because well, it can be true. Um, in reality, there's two different types of SEO. There is black hat SEO and white hat SEO. And the names are from Like in old gangster movies, the bad guys would always wear black hats and the good guys would wear white hats, which is sort of silly, but I'm here for it. So that's what it means. Basically, blackout SEO is anything that could get you penalized by Google, but oh, it's rampant. Oh, is it rampant? And white hat is things that are smiled upon by Google as okay practices. They're not misleading. Oh my gosh, sorry. I keep yawning and I'm going to keep it in. I'm tired all the time because I'm moving and it sucks. So basically SEO isn't like some magic snake oil. It's not some magic formula. But if you're doing it um, responsibly, you can see a positive influence in your traffic. And that's important. So it's not like some magic thing. It takes a lot of training to understand what it is or how it works and, oh, I guess I never really explained what it is. I think most of you listening probably have a good idea, but I'd like to go into details so that we are all on the same page. SEO is a way that you um, create your website or create content on your website in order to um, appeal to search engines. Things like keywords that people type into Google, you want to have those on your website so that your content can be seen by the people searching for it. So it's a whole science. There's a lot of people who have a lot to say about it, and some may be right, some may not be right. In general, if anyone's trying to sell you anything, they're probably not the biggest expert on SEO, but at the same time, I would just be (laughs) really careful. A lot of people spout SEO knowledge, but they're very generalist, or they're just appealing to everyone and like just telling you SEO best practices, but not really telling you any kind of strategy, and you can get some pretty cool strategies. So it's really interesting to study this and even if you're not that interested in like pursuing it long term it's still very interesting and anyone who works online should know the basics of seo so next another popular myth which i was just talking about is that all you need is good content people like to say content is king or as i like to say content is queen um but anyway yes content is really important but it's not everything There are a lot of valuable things in business like links, design, and the usability of a website. Usability is huge right now. Google has actually recently released something in their algorithm called a mobile-first initiative, and this means if your website isn't easily accessed via mobile devices, you'll be punished on search engines. So keep that in mind if you don't have a mobile-friendly website. Um, It's been a long time since I've encountered one that wasn't, but it happens, and it's not good, so don't do that. But yeah, at the end of the day, God, I, I'm not allowing myself to say that anymore. Um, <laughs> content is important, but it's not the only important thing. You could have the best content in the world, but if you don't have any kind of SEO, any kind of natural on-page SEO, you're just not going to be seen. And that's the sad reality. So I think it's important to learn a little bit, a little bit. You don't have to do this all your life. But like, let's say you're trying to rank for a term like college textbooks, But you don't have college textbooks, like a keyword in your, how would that even happen? In your post somehow, or you like have some funky title, or it's not in your URL, or you don't have any H2 tags, or you don't have any alt tags, or your website is just like poorly designed and there's no meta descriptions and there's no mobile friendly design, and there is no one linking to your website, then you're just sort of yelling into the void. No one's going to hear you. Content is king, but it's not everything, so don't be so hung up on just creating great content and expecting people to magically come to your website, because that's just not going to happen, and it's sad, but it's true. And Another myth, which we just sort of talked about, is that speed isn't that important. Speed is so important right now. Um, The websites are really competitive, if you want to rank highly on Google, which Really isn't everything, but if you are, if it's between you and another website, the faster website is going to beat out every other time. So what do I mean by a fast website? I mean that when someone loads your website, it loads pretty instantaneously. There's, um, I don't know the exact statistic, and you girl ain't prepared, but there's a statistic saying that, like, after two seconds or something, like, 50% of people will click away, and I'm sure you've experienced this yourself where you're loading a website And if it doesn't load very quickly, like you're probably not going to just hang out there waiting for it. You're going to click away. Like you have other things to do with your time and you don't need to sit there waiting for things to load if they're struggling to get on the page. So what can you do to increase your site speed? So many things. Um, The biggest one might be to just talk to your host if you're on a shared hosting plan, which most people are if they have the cheapest plan, that might be slowing your website down. But also pay attention to how many things are loading on your page you have a really big theme which I see a lot of people have that has like so many different elements especially pictures or videos those are just going to take a long time to load and they're going to slow your website down so you want to be careful to optimize your images when you upload to make sure that they're no bigger than they need to be like don't upload a 5,000 pixel file and be like this is fine because it's not fine if you only have like a 900 pixel width like bar to put in your pictures like don't upload a 2000 pixel image it's that simple also pay attention to the extension you're saving your images in some are bigger than others jpeg is usually the best png is usually the worst so stay away from it unless you really need to use it And just, you can also Google like a website speed audit and it'll give you a lot of specific suggestions and tell you how your website is stacking up with your load time. So that's a really important thing to pay attention to. And it's so important right now. Um, I really recommend the Google Page Speed Insight tool. If you just Google that, it'll tell you this and it's pretty useful. So there you go. Next, (laughs) links are dead. Okay, they're not but you have to be really careful with the links you do get. This is the hard part. Okay, so this is what my, my gosh, this is my job. So I should know a lot about this and I do, but it's also so twisty and confusing that it's hard to explain. So every time someone links to your website, anyone, well, not anyone, (laughs) we'll get to that. Anytime you have a link to a page on your website, let's say you posted a blog post about college textbooks and someone links to it from their blog. This is telling Google, hey, this page is really good, like so good, I'm going to link to it. So Google's like, hey, check mark for you, and you get like a gold star. And the more links you have, the higher quality, quote unquote, your content is supposed to be, because if it's so good, obviously a lot of people are linking to it, so that's a good thing. So in theory, you want to have as many links to your website as possible, but they have to be ideal. Um... You need great links not mediocre links. And what do I mean by great link? You want a high page ranked link. Like if you got linked to from the Atlantic or New York Times or like a really big well-known website, then that's a lot more important than being linked to by like your mom's side blog. It's really important to have great content that is linked to from great websites. But obviously we can't all be linked to by the Atlantic. So you're going to have to just sort of do some stepping stones. So you want the website linking to you to be relevant. So it can't just be like linking about college textbooks from like my gardening website. That's not going to work. You need it from a relevant website. Um, Supposedly the better content, the better. But I mean, that's all we can do. Um, You want to have a keyword in your URL in your anchor text, which is a little tricky. But if possible, you want to link with a Keyword in your anchor text. And by anchor text, I mean the link text that you click on. So if you were targeting college textbooks, you would use college textbooks as your anchor text. But you also want it to be natural. You want it to be normal. You don't want it to be spammy. So when it's spammy, it ain't good. You are barking up a dead tree. Nothing is working. And you see this a lot when people buy links. There's a, a lot of buying and selling of links. So you can go to a link farm and buy large quantities of links, but they're usually going to be on low quality websites. They're going to be shady. They're going to be creepy and weird. And that just tells Google that you're doing some weird stuff. So you're going to want to be careful with that. Although I don't think anyone listening to this is buying from link farms. I'm just letting you know, don't do that. Um, You're going to want to network with other bloggers in an organic way. And guest posting is probably the best way to get your link on there. But you can also just approach other blogs If they're talking about maybe college textbooks and you think, hey, my link would be a great fit for this article, you can always send an email, like a very nice, educated email. Don't just be like, I read your website, put my link here, because we get a ton of those links, those links, these emails, and they're really annoying. So I would recommend just being friendly, being normal, and just be like, hey, I noticed you wrote this really great article. Um, I have this other great article that I think really would apply. Um, Would you mind putting the link in? Like, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't, but it's just a a more fair way to approach this than being really spammy and weird. So, that's great. And uh, a little bonus here, reciprocal linking is no longer really a thing. So, you can't be like, oh, you'll link me here and I'll link you here. Like, when you link back and forth like that, Google knows what you're doing and they're just not about it. So, That's not really the way to go. Um, Basically, if you want it to be a good link, it needs to be topically relevant and it needs to be legitimate. So, it can't be from an unrelated website and it needs to be from an authoritative website, so not anything spammy. And the best way to do it, I say, is always guest posting. Honestly, that's the number one safest, best way to know that you're approaching um, link building in a really healthy way and you're not really being spammy or weird. So, when in doubt, guest post. Great. Now we're all on the same page about that. So the next thing is to stop keyword stuffing. And I don't think anyone listening to this is keyword stuffing. But I know for me, when I first learned about keywords, which is basically what people search into Google, I thought it was better to have more, not less. But in reality, that sometimes can get into keyword stuffing, which is when you fill an entire page with keywords. It's really unnatural. There are some really shady practices where people will just take keywords, um, turn them the color of the background, and put them like all over the bottom of the page so that you can't see it when you click on the website, but Google can read it. Don't do that. Um, there's a lot of ways to get in trouble for keyword stuffing, and it's just not a good idea. You, as I said, want to write for people, not search engines, so... Don't be obnoxious when using keywords. Um, It's always better to make relevant content that is naturally linkable than to spend a ton of time optimizing for keywords because most keywords today are really competitive. And if you're in a field that a lot of people are already writing about, like college or fashion or food, like it's going to be really hard to rank for those top keywords. And I honestly wouldn't even worry about it. Um, I would worry about maybe you should think of a keyword, use it in your title and your URL, but then don't go crazy. Like, don't beat yourself up about it. I think Yoast SEO is a great plugin for WordPress for this reason because it helps guide you in how many keywords to use and where to place them, but sometimes I ignore it when it's saying things that just are honestly too much, and it's not necessary because at the end of the day, that's not really going to be the biggest deal, so don't worry about it. It's also really important to Use synonyms because a lot of times people will search for similar things and you never know what you'll rank for, so I wouldn't just nitpick over one keyword when it's really not that big of a deal. And don't worry about it. Yes. Great. The next myth is that social media will actually help you rank better in Google, and it's not true, and I'll tell you why. The same thing goes for any comments or forums or, like, Reddit or anytime you're linking to your website on like any kind of social media website, platform, or a comment. These are no follow links. And what I mean by no follow link is they're not registered in Google. Does that mean you should not promote your website on any of these platforms? Absolutely not. But it does mean you shouldn't create your entire strategy around promoting your website on Facebook or promoting it on Reddit or writing all these comments because it's not gonna work. And why it's not gonna work is because they're no follow links. So That doesn't mean you shouldn't use it because social media is a great tool for gaining exposure, increasing awareness, and then getting those magical links that we talked about. That's a great way to do that. So don't devalue it just for that, but don't go onto social media being like, I'm going to post my link a gazillion times and it's just going to work because that's just not how it works. So don't worry about that at all. And last but not least, the final myth is that you don't need SEO if you're just getting started. And if my story at the beginning proves anything, you definitely do because it is so much easier to start your website with good SEO practices than to go back and change things later. So if you're just getting started or you maybe only done a few posts, now is the time to really get your website set up with a good foundation. And the reality is it's really, really competitive out there for blogs and it's not this undersaturated market anymore, it's unlikely you're going to be working in a niche where you're one of the only people. So it's better to just have some great SEO to pull in some extra traffic. And honestly, we live in a world where you can't rely on any one platform. Like I love Pinterest, but at the same time, I don't want to rely 100% on Pinterest for traffic because it could be gone at any minute. So relying on something like Google in addition to social media is a great way to be balanced with your web traffic and to just know that, You have options and you aren't putting all of your eggs in one basket and that's really important because the internet is a crazy place and things change really fast and you never know what's going to come next. Yep, so those are the biggest myths I see about SEO. If you can think of any more, I would love if you would send them to me because I love them, but also I think it's just important to learn as much as you can about SEO. It can be really overwhelming at first, but just take it slowly. I think it doesn't need to be that complicated. Um, A great place to learn more is that the Moz blog, I really recommend them for some good beginner's information, and otherwise, just be careful. (laughs) If it seems scammy, it probably is, and I wouldn't just 100% trust any blog you read out there that's claiming to be an SEO expert, because there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misinformation, so you want to be careful about where you're getting your information from. And finally, I would really recommend the SEO community on Reddit because it's more of like an advanced arena, I guess. Not saying that I'm advanced, but it's just a great place to learn about some more advanced strategies that you're not going to really find on (laughs) websites like Mozblog or Search Engine Journal. That's not to say that those aren't great beginning areas to learn. Um, I know Mozblog has a really great course about how to get started with SEO and it's free and easy to take. And it's really great introduction so definitely start with that the more you can learn about the internet and how search engines work the more you'll be able to manipulate them to get your website seen and it doesn't have to be scammy and it doesn't have to be inauthentic and fake so don't believe all of those myths that i said before because they are bogus and now you know the truth so i'm gonna get back with packing and deep cleaning my old apartment which makes me want to die and i will see you next week and thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a productive Thursday. Goodbye.